Hey, hey, Twisted Readers. Hello, we're back. We are back again. So, we are talking about a book today called The Last Mrs. Parish. Right. Yep, by Liv Constantine. We did not know. So, we read The Housemaid first. We did, indeed. From book talk on TikTok, I real they they were talking about how the last Mrs. Parrish was was a very similar plot to the housemaid to the housemaid, or the housemaid was a similar plot to Mrs. Parrish because right the last Mrs. Parrish was written in 2017, whereas the housemaid was 2022, I believe. So yeah, that definitely not, the last Mrs. Parrish was first. So what I have read is that this is a pretty typical. Um, plot scheme that Mm -hmm. that it's not like one person stole this but maybe I don't know the mesmerizing debut about a coolly manipulative woman and a wealthy quote-unquote golden couple from a stunning new voice in psychological suspense Amber Patterson is fed up she's tired of being a nobody a plain invisible woman who blends into the background she deserves more. A life of money and power like the one blonde-haired, blue-eyed goddess Daphne Parrish takes for granted. Mm-hmm. To everyone in this exclusive town of Bishop's Harbor, Connecticut, Daphne, a socialite and philanthropist, and her real estate mogul husband Jackson are a couple straight out of a fairy tale. Amber's envy could eat her alive if she didn't have a plan. Amber uses Daphne's compassion to insinuate herself into the family's life, a first step in a meticulous scheme to undermine her. Before long, Amber is Daphne's closest confidant, traveling to Europe with the parishes and their lovely young daughters and growing closer to Jackson. But a skeleton from her past may destroy everything that Amber has worked towards, and if it is discovered, her well-laid plan may fall to pieces." I feel like this is a ridiculous summary of this book because obviously I know I read fast. I don't remember her going to Europe with them. Do you? No. I I just read this off of Amazon. I know she goes to New York with them. I don't think that happened. I don't think we've had this experience before when we're reading book summaries. I think they didn't go to Europe. this is this text refers to the paperback edition. I mean, does that paperback edi- ed- edition not is not the same as the Kindle edition? Because I read it, you listened to it, and I one hundred percent don't remember them going to Europe. Does it say they went to Europe together? Traveling to Europe with the parishes and their lovely young daughters. Yeah, that that's a made up. No, that didn't happen. I mean, if it I did, mean, then and we both missed it, then it was shame a, on I mean, them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so one of the things is Amber um, Daphne's sister died of cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. So Amber decides, hey, I had a sister who died of cystic fibrosis, and she just creates this whole story. Um, and the similar similarity of the housemaid is that well, Amber wasn't their maid. They, she, but in the housemaid, they. That was how they got the woman into the house and into the the story. Um, yeah, this Amber kind of puts herself into Daphne's life. Yeah, um, maybe they befriend each other because of a fault 
falsely shared narrative of their life, but Amber creates that narrative. Yes. And Amber, so Daphne has two kids, Tallulah and Bella. And I will say that was it Bella was a little asshole Mm -hmm. to Amber, but then we understand why. And as teachers, because she wasn't reading. And so they kind of, they touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like she was old enough that she should have been learning to read. And the older sister was an avid reader. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we see that it's interesting to me because we saw the effect of that. And because we also found out the dad was, didn't understand that she might have a disability or a learning issue. So yeah. I, that was really interesting because we did get to see like inside the mind of that asshole. There were definitely some plot I don't know if it's even plot similarities as um, structure similarities. So Daphne gets Amber a job at the husband's business. Jackson is the husband. And I don't feel like it was a real estate company, but like the no, summary. She, I, I thought she, she did work at a real estate company at the beginning. She did. Maybe he does a different type of real estate. Maybe he does like. That's why she had the job as the real estate agency is so that it would prepare her to then work for his. I, I don't I remember guess. that that's what he did, but. So Amber's climbing the la- the corporate ladder over there, but the woman um, that had, that was the ass- Jackson's assistant, um, Amber starts to drug her to make her mm-hmm. forget things. Yeah. And so she leaves and, you know, then Amber gets the job. And then of course, the similarity is the seduction. Most definitely that piece. Yeah, of it. They except- just happened to be there together. Yeah. I, so I will say in the housemaid, the other, the, the housemaid herself, and I don't remember her name now, was not a villain and was never even portrayed as a villain. To me, Whereas she was. Amber- a Amber little bit a villain you think I well think because so. the housemaid was not having any issues with dressing and seducing the husband but it wasn't a plan ahead of time and she she never planned to seduce him right okay it, yeah it kind of happened whereas amber the whole time was planning to yeah. seduce him. somehow um Daphne this whole time is creating this scenario where um, Amber and Jackson would end up together. And we still had the fact that she was kind of hiding her, her looks. I mean, we kind of got that because yeah, she kind of started changing the way she looked um, to be attract, to be attractive or whatever they deem attractive. They're okay. Daphne and Amber are very good friends. And so Daphne just is, in, just loves her so much um, that she gives her a key to the New York apartment to stay there when Jackson wasn't there. So she right. is setting this up because, because mama wants out. And for the same reason that the woman in the housemaid wanted it out. Oh yeah. So then we go to uh, Daphne's point of view, which I really do like. They both books did this. They went from the housemaid went from the, her to then the wife. And they did the same thing here with Amber, then Daphne. Um Yes. And even in house, the housemaid secret that I'm reading now, it's very similar. The same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, Daphne begins t- 
telling her romance with Jackson at the very beginning. So then Jackson starts to show his true colors. After Tallulah's birth, Jackson's abuses increase as he is dissatisfied with Daphne's weight mm-hmm. and the attention he gives to the baby. What a little, a- what a little asshole. He is such um, a prick. Yeah. He sexually sure. assaults her. So this is very similar to because he has her institutionalized just like yes that one that is, was mm-hmm. right that's a stunning like similarity there were some stunning similarities because i mean you have someone institutionalized they immediately become from other people's point of view if you they're not believable any longer if they've been yeah institutionalized like to the reader they are still believable because we know that it was all f- uh, made up institutionalization but so in and, and all these stories with these abusive men, they abuse them and then buy them gifts. So then he wanted a boy. He like, did. And they yeah. had two girls. And he wanted to try again. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not having a baby. And me. just like in the housemaid, the housemaid, she had a I, IUD. Is that what they're called? Something in, inserted basically so that she could not become pregnant. Mm-hmm. And how did... Daphne not become pregnant. Same thing. So Daphne's taking classes. Um, Instead of art classes, she's taking psychology classes. And she puts a birth control device in to prevent herself from getting pregnant. And then she's saving money. So then Jackson is verbally abusing the daughters. Then Daphne hires a private investigator. This is another similarity to the housemaid. Yep. Daphne finds... Amber's background. She really, she really did care for her. Like that was like a true relationship because she didn't have many people who shared her issue and her grief about a sister and cystic fibrosis. So, and that whole story with Amber was created. It was fictitious. Yeah. Basically, Daphne has curated this, and Amber gets pregnant at the end. I think it's part three. It returns to the present. And it gives limited perspectives between Amber and Daphne. Amber threatens to abort the baby if Jackson continues delaying the divorce. I feel like there's a different version out there. Did you do you remember that? That she threatens to have I don't maybe. I know that she lies and says the baby is a boy right from the beginning when she doesn't she know does, the baby is right. a boy. So she got lucky there. I don't know. So I read a prequel of Amber. I read a book that was from Liv Constantine that was a novella, a short story prequel. Oh, really? Yes. That she was basically, I think it was obviously written after this book was written because they made it sound like she had escaped her life and came straight here to take uh, over, to, to try and take over Daphne's. But in the Southern one, she spent time in Colorado but in between and befriended an older gentleman who used to come into the restaurant that she worked like she had done the same thing done research targeted him took fishing lessons and fly fishing lessons so that she could be like i would love to go fishing and then like they end up getting married and like a week later he takes her hunting and she shoots him in the back oh so this is her backstory amber's backstory. that's her backstory yeah that's interesting. Do you remember the name of the novella? It's called The First Shot, a prequel to The Last Mrs. Parrish. Okay, cool. All right. I might have to. So look that's at that. her little bit of her backstory. So it's super interesting now that I'm on the author's page. Um, 
the t- the author Liv Constantine are actually two sisters, um, and their names are Lynn and Valerie Constantine. Oh, okay. So they are. Their books have been translated into 28 languages, are available in 33 countries, are in development for both television and film. Supposedly, the book we, The Last Mrs. Parish, is supposedly being made into a Netflix series. It wasn't that, there was another book we read that's uh, Netflix. Maybe it's The Housemaid, too. I don't know. Maybe. I Um, don't know. It's... And which makes me wonder if because of that, some of it has been edited from the paperback version to the Kindle version. Because it de- there's a few slight differences. Daphne goes to Jackson after he, she finds out Amber's past with a uh, private investigator. And that's when Jackson starts abusing Amber. Jackson was fraudulent and he was arrested for tax evasion and money laundering. And then Daphne visits Amber to confront her and um, and says she was in it all the time for the, to get a divorce. And she leaves and writes a letter to her sister to have closure. And that's that's that story. And I think I think one of the issues is um, intention. Like. I would like to know because Frieda McFadden is a is very well known and she's a very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a wonderful writer. So I don't know. I'd like to see. I was trying to pull up any articles that had them side by side in the comparisons, um, but there isn't. And I would have liked to have. I would like to hear from maybe what they think and how she. But I did see that there was. This is not a new plot to have bad man, woman wanting out, manipulating, manipulating somebody to have a. I I don't. I don't know. But yeah, the institutionalized part. Mm-hmm. It's bad. So this is what I'm wondering, and I'm looking up right now. When was Frida McFadden's first book published? So her first one, her first book was released in 2000 and maybe 13. I would love to go back and look at all of her other books and see, does Frida McFadden always right in first viewpoint second viewpoint and then what's the 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 not the truth but like the the wrap up like does she always write that way or not i've read other books by her and i don't know why i can't remember that well because we're reading so many books and they're so similar like they Uh really are like all these books are very similar um i do know and i've said this before that editors don't like the omniscient viewpoint where you're in everybody's heads because those can be confusing. And that's how I, I like everyone to know what everybody's thinking. So the the viewpoint piece, I think it's overdone, but not in this case. Like I think. Well, I like, I almost like this better than switching back and forth between perspectives. Yeah, I I do too. So anyway, that's just, you know, our take. Um, I, we haven't picked out another book. Maybe we should pick out a different genre, a different genre. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'm finishing. I picked a book that I thought you would. Um, the description made me think it would be something that you would be interested in and that might hit a little bit close to home just from the description. It's called Call the Canaries Home. Okay. 
And let me read you the description and you tell me, like, I picked it, like I said, because I was like, oh, now after I read it, I'm not as sure that it, that there's good, there's not going to be the similarities that it sounded like. Three estranged sisters reconnect in their Louisiana hometown to face an unresolved past and a heartfelt novel about family grief, secrets, and forgiveness. Savannah was four years old when her her twin sister, Georgia, went missing from their small Louisiana town, fracturing their family. 28 years later, Savannah convinces her estranged older sisters, Rayanne and Sue Ellen, to honor they pa- the pact they made as children and receive the time capsule they buried in their old backyard. Hmm. But coming home means confronting old ghosts and their stubborn grandmother, Meemaw. Sifting through the artifacts, they came across a photograph taken on the day Georgia disappeared and spot a familiar woman lingering in the background. While Sue Ellen and Rayanne want to move on with their lives, Savannah is determined to find the woman and perhaps a clue to the past. When old tensions, rivalries, and memories resurface, the sisters must reconsider what they thought they knew about that fateful day, about each other, and about themselves. On their search to uncover what happened to Georgie, each of them will discover what Meemaw has known all along. Family is everything. Okay. I don't know. It's it's I. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. If you have a book that you think Kim and I should read for our next book chat, and I think like let's try and do a book that is not a little different, like the ones a little Mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. If you have a book that's a little different that you think would be a good choice. Will you, in the show notes, there's a place where you can record a message for us. Let us know the title of the book and maybe even a short synopsis if you feel up to it. And if not, we'll just go research it. But yeah. tell us the name of the book you think we should do next. I th- Yes, because we, we, are, we are into psychological thrillers, but I think I'm getting things mixed up because they are so similar. So I, I will yeah. need something to totally different would be cool do you like historical fiction i love it my one of my favorite books is or series is the outlander series and i just i love the outlander i mean those physical books i read with with just i remember on christmas break and i just couldn't get enough of it like i was just so experienced in those books all right so we hope that you enjoyed our twisted take we would like yeah i mean it's interesting It, it is interesting so and we definitely want to hear what books you want us to read next. And what books you're reading. Yeah, what books you're reading. Stay twisted. twisted. Bye. Bye.